Welcome and thanks for joining the Let's Talk Digital Marketing Podcast. Join host Mike Sharp of Mike'sOnlineAcademy.com as he shares valuable insights and advice, helping you to become digitally inspired. That's here on the Let's Talk Digital Marketing Podcast. Hi, Brian. Thanks for joining me on Let's Talk Digital Marketing. Hello, hello. It is awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, you're my first guest from, oh no, you're my second guest from the USA. Okay, but, okay. Uh, I need to get more that's... more guests from the other side of the <laughs> Maybe pond. we can see about that. We can, we can see about that. That's, that's what, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I know we know each other through only, um, had a chance to meet and stuff like that through the, the obviously UK networking and virtual networking and all that good stuff. So I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know you, so you're a a coach, business coach. Yep. yep. Uh, you're a, a writer because yep. you've, you've um, co-written uh, uh, some best-selling books. Yep. Is it four, yep. 14? Is it 14 I've written. Uh, I appreciate that. That's double. I won't. I won't. <laughs> but I have to walk it back. It's, I've written. Um, I'm a speaker, coach, and author. You're exactly right. Um, I've been a coach and speaker since 2001. Wow. Um, yes. And I have written seven books. Um, the book that you were talking about, which is probably my most, well, definitely my most well-known, is Networking Like a Pro. Uh, yeah. I wrote that with Dr. Meisner from BNI. We actually wrote two, now that I'm thinking about it, we wrote two of those, the first edition and a second edition. Um, and that's definitely my most popular ones. But yeah, seven books, two uh it's definitely one bestseller. I can't seem to get a firm answer if the second one is considered a bestseller or not. So I've been going conservative. No, a that's bestseller. fine. That's fine. Yeah, we'll definitely discuss uh, the books with uh, Dr. Meisner. Yes. Uh, yeah. And um, you're also a speaker. Yep. You've done lots of speaking engagements. I have. I have. I talk a lot about the, for speaking, I do a lot of pay. Well, let me not say a lot. There's a component of my business that's a paid speaking gigs. Okay. And what I'll do is when I go do paid speaking engagements, I'll talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the mindset of success. I'll talk a little bit about building your business. I'll talk a little bit about leadership. The paid speaking, it's interesting because the, 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 the constituency are usually looking for things um, I, I talk about my one of my other books, how to overachieve without overcommitting. Uh, it's interesting because my coaching is more like marketing and networking and getting paid speaking gigs. That's my coaching, and then my my paid speaking is more like personal development, mindset of success, and leadership. And yeah. I, I, it, it's interesting, you know. You would think that I would be speaking about the things I'm coaching about, and that's not always the case. Which is, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you play basketball. I play a lot right. of basketball. I'm on an off week in basketball right now. I was I played last week, and my I. So here's the thing: I play basketball, and because of COVID, I haven't played. It hadn't played in like two years, right? I'm yeah. playing with a mask on actually right now. Okay, so I had to work through that process. But here's the thing: I had a I had such a hard. It's been such a long time since I played basketball that I had forgotten the proper warm up regiment that i use so what happened was this last this is the second time it's happened it won't happen again i there's a, there's a little process that i do you know work your calves work your this work your that and there was a muscle group that i just didn't work my hip flexors i didn't do what i was supposed to be doing and my goodness it came up i was like oh 
and I won't make this mistake again. So I've been, I'm taking this week off. We've got, you know, some different things that we're doing here. Um, so I'm taking this week off, but uh, yes, I play basketball and I play golf. Wow. Wow. You're an action, action guy. I've considered like myself to be one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah. So to start, uh, just tell me a bit about your story. You say okay. you started in 2001. 2001. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I started, I started my speaking and coaching in 2001. And what happened was uh, my mom is, was a motivational speaker. So she got me like in that whole, you know, genre, if you will. And I started in 01, like I said, um, and I was just speaking. Okay. Because at that time I didn't have anything that we would call coaching, right? If you remember back, there were coaches. So, so I was doing speaking. So people would, and I was speaking for free. And what was happening was I was trying to get money from back of the room and stuff like that. Well, I remember, you know, I would go out and speak and people were like, okay, can we talk with you some more? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And then they're like, well, can we talk with you again? Sure. After like the second time, I'm thinking to myself, I got to charge somebody some money for this because it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't mind talking with them and they like talking with me and we're covering stuff. I need to charge some money for it. So my first set of clients was $49 a month. Okay. Which is right. Which is like unheard of. You know what I mean? But that's what it was. I didn't know a number. So I said $49 and they're like, okay. And we did it. Okay. And, and then what happened was I got, and, you know, like I said, at the time, I didn't know what it was, but it turned out it was called coaching. Right. And so I'm going out there, I'm speaking, I'm coaching. I wrote my first book in 2003. Uh, That was the original networking, like a pro, um, which was before we met with Dr. Meisner before the BNI deal, there was an original book called networking like a pro. And I can tell you that story if you want, that's no problem with how I got to meet Dr. Meisner. Um, But, you know, I wrote my book on 2003 networking like a pro um, and then wound up doing a lot of work with people in terms of, you know, networking. Right. Because that's how you build your business. Uh, I know we're going to talk about digital marketing as well. Social media didn't exist at the time. And it just came on. You know what I mean? So being able to do some of those different things um, allowed me to be more successful. Um, And then, you know, I went to school prior to that. I went to college at Duke. So I'm here in North Carolina, by the way. I'm here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Uh, originally from Connecticut, lived in um, Atlanta for about 15, about about 15, 16, about 17 years, actually. I've lived here for about seven years now. Um, Obviously, like I said, grew up in in, um, Connecticut, Greenwich, Connecticut. So I've been, you know, I love the Southeast. So Love being out here, love being able to go out and speak, uh, love working with people to help them impact more lives and get their message out to a wider audience. Uh, and that's what I do. That's what I do. Wow. Wow. And uh, what made you, uh, what, what what did you like about it? Was it just the interaction with people? Was it? You know, uh, I, I think for me, I'm actually not the most naturally outgoing person. People have a hard time with that. I, I am outgoing but I'm not naturally outgoing. So like, like if you take a look at what my hobbies are, okay, you'll notice golf, chess, movies, books, like the through line for all those is those are individual deals. Okay. Those are all individualized deals. Now, basketball is different. Okay. But, but if you look at most of the things that I spend my time with, it's individualized deals. And I think, so what that meant for me was you got what I liked best about it. It wasn't the idea of meeting and talking with a bunch of people. I don't dislike it, but that just wasn't the main thing. The main thing, and I've told people, anyone who wants to know, I'm a big sports guy. I'm all about winning. 
like for me, there is an intrinsic value for somebody developing a word of mouth client. There is an intrinsic value from somebody getting a paid speaking engagement. There's an intrinsic value for me from somebody who is looking for better follow-up. Like there's intrinsic value to these things and, and I'm all about winning. So for me, what I think got me into coaching was the idea that I do the speaking and then the coaching was like, okay, now let's make this topic of whatever work for you in your business. And there is an intrinsic value to me for that. That turns out to be a motivating factor, which it turns out is called coaching, which it turns out people will pay you money for it. So yeah. that's that's kind of how I go about that. I like the idea of getting people across. Of I like the idea of a partnership approach that gets people to a desired result in a way that might be faster than if they had done it themselves. Sure, sure. So how did you get involved with Dr. Meisner? What 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 yeah, was the story Dr. behind Meisner. that? Okay, so this is a good story. So a friend of mine, he actually was um, a franchisee at the time. So B&I, if people don't know, is a series of franchises. It's not so much now, but at the time when Dr. Meisner was there, it was like all franchises, okay? And what happened is um, Dr. Meisner signed a new deal, like a deal with Entrepreneur Press, because that's his you know, company of choice, with Entrepreneur Press. And it was like, a t my understanding, is it was a 10-book deal, three guaranteed, books four, five, all the way up to the 10 was based off of one, two, and three results. That's my understanding of uh, the deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, you're the, you're Dr. Meisner, right? Here's what you're thinking to yourself. I've already written seven or eight books. I've written seven or eight books. So I need to find preferably the first three that will trigger this next part of what I'm trying to do in terms of writing more books. That's what I'm thinking if I'm him. Okay, so he put out a call to the franchises and says, listen, is there, do you want to write a book together? Like, do you know somebody, blah, blah, blah. Well, this guy introduced me. He's like, I, he, we had just met through like a rotary speaking engagement, which by the way, networking, right? Speaking, networking, meeting people, getting into the house, physically at the time, virtually, I would say more so now, and that's fine. But, you know, getting out and um, he put my name in the hat. And I talked with Dr. Meisner afterwards about this, after the fact. And he's like, yeah, you know, we love the title. It was called Networking Like a Pro. He's like, we love that title. Mm. And that's what won it for me. And that, my friend, got me book number three. So I got a part of the guaranteed deal. So now I'm like, okay, I'm in great shape, right? So we do the book. And I'm not saying it's Dr. Meisner's best work. I'm not saying that. I don't know that for a fact. Let me tell you what I do know. What I do know is that a lot of people in BNI, when I talk to them, say, we love your book. We mm -hmm. love the fact that it's actionable. We love the fact that it was, you know, all this good stuff. We love Dr. Meisner. We love, you know, the stuff that you brought in. Like, we love all of it. And, you know, I think his most famous book is The World's Best Known Marketing Secret, if I were to speak for him for a second. I think I think that's his most famous one. Um, Networking Like a Pro is in that conversation of a top five book. Because a lot of people have said that they really enjoy it um, and, and have really liked it. So for me, it's been a pleasure to be a part of it. We wound up mm. doing a second edition, um, I don't know, a few years ago. And, you know, it's been a great, it's been a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I was a member of BNI many years ago and okay. I read that book at the time and did, didn't Did realize you really? it. You read Networking yeah. Like a Pro. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I didn't uh, put two and two together when I met you later on that you were the, the co-author. 
Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, amazing book. Amazing book. And that's what people, people have said that, you know, and it's not patting myself on the back. I'm, you know, it was all of us, but people have really said that that book was, um, they said that it was really the, the way that it was written and the manner in which it came across. They really enjoyed it. And it was something that was helping their business. So thank you for saying that too. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And what would you say to someone? What, I mean, why should someone uh, go networking? What would be the the, well, the, the benefit I, I think, of it for a yeah, business person? You know, I think for a business person, networking, whether it is digital or physical, okay, because I know we have a digital audience as well, networking is really a means to relationship building. Okay, so if we step back for a second, we're talking about business success. All right. What do you need to do to be successful as a business person? This is not my opinion. This is what I see. Like, this is not my opinion. It's the idea that you need to have people that know, like, and trust you. I'm not the first person who said that. I won't be the last. Why? Because it's true. In order for people to know, like, and trust you, they have to be able to know you exist. That's the point that I try to make to a lot of my clients. You can be the best coach or or service professional or speaker or whatever in the world but if no one knows you exist then i don't understand why we're like how can you be successful with that so to answer your question networking is an awareness conversation Mm. and then it's also dr meisner talks about this in our book on the networking like a pro he talks about this idea of visibility um credibility and profitability all right and the idea is that networking getting out networking is a conversation about visibility i go out to a networking group, I meet people, and that's how I become, they become aware of me, and vice versa, by the way, it's a visibility. All right, then the credibility piece is, all right, so now that I've done that credit, that visibility, and they're aware of me, how is it that they could want to, you know, feel them a credible resource, feel them somebody who might want to, they might want to work with, or feel like there's somebody who might want to refer me to others, right? That's credibility. That's how you come across. My mom calls that the 12 by 12 by 12 rule. There's stuff we can get into that if you want. Third thing then is profitability, okay? And that's where you get into, and I talk to people, I know you're with, uh, in the UK, It's and really the whole world is Celsius. We do Fahrenheit. I don't know what the boiling point is for water in Celsius, but in Fahrenheit, it's 212, okay? And what happens is you have a lot of people who are networking, but not really, in my opinion, doing it right. They're not following up. They're, they don't have a clear, consistent marketing message. They're not being consistent. There's a few things going on. And they're running at a level that's 180 degrees, again, Fahrenheit, okay, of where it is they're trying to go. And and when you're networking like a pro, you understand that there are some things that through follow-up, uh, through you know meeting the right people, through saying the right things, you're going to have some frogs. But when you're doing it right, you're moving forward. And to answer the question again, the benefit, why should a business person network? To develop a word of mouth business, to get more speaking engagements, to uh, build a community, to be able to to have people like you and I, you know, you're so nice to have me on the podcast. I didn't know that when we first met, we met through only. I didn't think to myself, oh, well, let me meet Mike Sharp. I don't remember exactly how we met. Maybe it was in a breakout. Who cares? But we did a one-to-one. We then sat down. We developed some stuff. You did some stuff with me, which was super, super nice of you. I'm doing some stuff with you, which was really, again, nice of you to have me on. And you just don't know where the relationship is going to go. And I think when you're networking, you understand that there are things and places that we, as the people in question, can't really foresee. 
But if you just go at it from a faith basis, I'm a spiritual person, okay? When you come at it from a place of faith, which is I'm having faith in the process of meeting new people and developing rapport, and that process I have confidence in through my faith that it's going to work out, that's when you're that's when you're playing your game. Yeah, interesting. And what would you say was the number one mistake that networkers make? Lack of follow-up. Lack of follow-up. You know, the 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 so here's the deal. People go out and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna network. Okay. And and I'm gonna meet all these people and I'm gonna get all this business and I'm gonna whatever I think in my head. And then they get the stack of business because and we've all had them. Like I've had them, I'm sure you have as well. Like we all <laughs> listeners have had them. So we come back with this stack of cards and we don't follow up with it. Right. What happens is we put it in in a in a rubber band, right? We're like, oh, we're really gonna get on top of this and we do all this stuff and we don't we don't follow up with it. One of the things that I talk about is I talk about, listen, what you want to do, I, I, I walk through a five-step process, if you don't mind. I'm just going to get into that real quick. If yeah, that's okay. I, I, totally fine. I, talk, I talk about a five-step process. So the first step is what I call a visible identity, all right? And that's the idea that how can you differentiate yourself in the mind of the other person from the other five people that they've met? That's the first step. That's what you're doing at the networking event itself. That's what you should be doing with your elevator pitch. And my point that my mom makes, the 12 by 12 by 12 rule, managing the perception others have of you. Visible identity right off the bat. Okay, step two then is this conversation about, this is this is a one-to-one, okay? The gap between step one and step two is what we're calling follow-up. Okay, so what happens is I've met Mike Sharp and we had a good meeting over at Only, and that's great. And then we, we, but, but nothing's actually happened because we're still at 180 degrees, right? We're not at 212 yet. So we're still at 180 degrees, even though we had a great conversation. Um, and then I send an email. I don't know if I did or not, but let's say I send an email or even better yet. Hey, Mike, listen, why don't we schedule some time right now while we're at the event? And let's put some time down and let's get this done. Okay. Now I'm having a one-to-one with that person. I'm getting to know them professionally, just getting a feel for what they're doing. I'm not making an offer. I'm not trying to sell them. I'm trying to get that to know them professionally. Then I go to step three. I do what I call a business meeting. You and I did this, where I said, all right, let me take a look. We had a good one-to-one. Let's talk about how we can help each other out. First, let me see what I can do for you or vice versa doesn't make a difference. Let me see what you know I can do for you or vice versa. And let's have a business meeting. And then from there, step four, let's get some introductions now that you understand my business of where and who you might think is a good referral for me. And then number five is now I'm making calls to warm introductions based off of what exactly a person who I met 10 weeks ago at a networking event. And I, what I do is you just keep doing that over and over and over again. Networking is really a conversation about logistics and making sure that the people that you meet, you're able to stay on top with, of, and for. Um, one of the services I have actually allows people to be able to do, to streamline their follow-up process and to automate it to a certain extent. Um, and I can't tell you it's worth its weight in gold if you were to ask me. But that's the number one mistake is lack of follow-up. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. And interesting, you talked about being organized as well, because I think that's really important when, especially when you're following up and you have all the details of the, the prospect and from when you met previously and made notes. Yeah, you have to, you have to have, and now you're alluding to like a contact management system or something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, have, you have to have, 
I mean, I hate to be the one to say what you have to do, but like if you're going to have a serious conversation, if you're not going to have a serious conversation about word of mouth marketing, then do what you want. That's fine. But if you're going to have a serious conversation about word of mouth marketing, if you're going to have a conversation around, you know, getting two or three referrals a month, or just at least be in that discussion, if you're going to have a conversation around, you know, uh, uh, business coming to you, right? If that's the conversation you're going to have, then, then, then you have to have a couple of other things. Okay. You have to have a mechanism for staying on top of following up with people. You have to have a mechanism for uh, keeping up with the notes. That's a contact management system. You have to have, so you asked about the first biggest mistake. Let me give you the second, if you don't mind, is yeah. you have to have a, an, a clear, consistent marketing message. When people ask you what you do, you have to be able to explain to them in a concise manner what it is you do. Brian, what do you do? What I do is I work with individuals to help them impact more lives. and What I do is work with individuals to help them expand their reach, impact more lives, and get higher paying clients without being pushy or salesy. That's what I do. Oh, okay. Well, how do you do that? Well, what I do is this, 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 this. Like these are these are not my rules. These are not my rules. Okay. These are just things that you have to have. Okay. And and when you have those two or three things, like I just mentioned, the management system, some type of follow-up mechanism, and an elevator pitch, or what I call a clear, consistent marketing message. And then you also have to be coming from a place of authenticity. So you cannot be one of these little chuckleheads out there who's trying to act like this and 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 not be that and oh you know what we've kind of made a science out here in the states like it needs to be something where people believe what you say and you say what you believe uh, my brother and i talk about a good faith effort a lot you have to have people believe who you are and trust and you know how you do that by by following up doing what you said you're going to do and making good faith efforts you know mm. what i mean and, and when you do that it doesn't happen overnight so this is not, you know, if you want something that happens quickly, uh, buy microwave popcorn because that'll be done in two minutes. This is not microwave popcorn. This is not the business equivalent of microwave popcorn. This is the business equivalent of making. Oh, do you know red beans and rice, Mike? Have you heard of that? It's a southern dish. Do you know what I mean when I say that? I'm not familiar with it. Okay, let me. Can I? Can I? Can I educate your UK educate. base? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm from. I'm from. We're living here in the south, uh, southeast North Carolina. Okay, there's a dish that we cook. I'm getting better at it. It's called red beans and rice. It's, a, it's actually more, uh, I only heard the term Cajun. That's more like Louisiana, which is the state next to Texas uh, and also uh, next to Florida on the Gulf Coast, on the Gulf Coast, okay? Yeah. Gulf of Mexico, uh, down there. Okay, so uh, red beans and rice is you take uh, red beans. I've got kidney beans. You buy them at the store and you just soak them overnight, okay? And they, boop, they pop up. And they get like filled with water. I don't know the mechanics behind it, but they pop up. Then what you do is you put it into a uh, skillet, like a like a actual um, pan, like a pot. You put in celery, uh, peppers, and I do. My girlfriend and I, we are pescatarian, which means that we're not totally vegan, but we don't eat a lot of meat in general. So we've got some plant-based sausage. Boom, 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 boom. It's really good, okay? And you put that in there, and then you stir it, and then you add some, um, we do veggie broth, vegetable broth. Whole thing, I don't know, a low simmer, hour. You know, maybe 90 minutes. Depends how thick you want the sauce, I guess, okay? So you put all that in there, and that's your red beans. And it is so good. Cajun spices and some other good stuff, peppers, and then mm. you put it over a bed of rice. O-M-G, good. We're having that tonight for dinner. Oh, I love that. So, 
Yeah, but that's it's it's like red beans and rice. Networking is not microwave popcorn. No disrespect yeah. to microwave popcorn, but you know, dinner at my place, red beans and rice tonight. You're gonna like it. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Thank you. Yeah, it's not a ready meal. It's a, no, it's not. It's, a... it's not a ready meal. It's exactly <laughs> right. That's not a ready meal. <laughs> And when you say, um, it's interesting, I'll pick up what you said earlier about um, faith faith having a part in it. Do you mean in terms of, you mentioned before about faith. Yep. Do you mean in terms of belief in yourself or in a higher power? Or Yeah, yeah. Or I, both, I, well, or? I am a spiritual person. I am a spiritual person, so I believe in a higher power. But, but yeah. my point, the point that I was making was, I'm not trying to turn this into a Sunday school class. I, I am spiritual, but that's not my point. My yeah, yeah. point was a good faith effort. So what I meant when I said a good faith effort, what I meant was that, you, there, so it's about intention. It's about intentions. Okay. And okay, I'm going to make a spiritual point for a second, if you just indulge me. What they talk yeah. about is, they talk about the, the, the mouth is the conduit to the heart. I'm reading, uh, I'm doing a, a reading in my Bible, uh, Book of Matthew. And one of the things they're talking about is that your mouth is a conduit to your heart. What you have in your heart is is going to come out in your mouth, okay? Mm. And the point that I'm making from a secular standpoint is very similar, which is, all right, how are you as a person? Like when, you know, like as a person, who are you? How do you show up? Like who? what type of person are you? You know what I mean? And for me, I consider myself a person who is, you know, trustworthy, engaging, insightful, nice to be around, relaxing, laid back. Like these are things that I consider myself to be true about myself. Yeah. So when we're looking at it from a business standpoint, we're talking about networking. And this also comes through, I think, Mike, in digital um, as well. Like we're talking about like LinkedIn and maybe like Facebook, like some more social type stuff. Yeah. People are looking for someone who they feel good about. And I think even more so on the social and digital side than even on the physical networking side, if you're not coming across as a good faith and you know positive intentioned person, you know, I'm sure someone's winning games by doing that. Uh, you know, we got a guy who was at the White House last time who maybe didn't do that. Um, that same guy's trying to get to the White House again, who is not going to get there. He just doesn't know it yet. And boy, if if you look at the different legal entanglements that he has, it's like a Pied Piper. Like, you know, that that thing where the, the Pied Piper and all these things are following him. It's like a half a dozen legitimate legal things following him. So that's a high, that's the, that's the high extreme. But I think a lot of business people, if they don't want you out, you might not have the department of justice on your tail, which you don't want. Okay. Mm. But like, there's some stuff that goes on that they don't realize can catch up to them. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, everything you got to come from this place of, in my opinion, the good faith part, is this the right thing to do? Am I doing the right thing? And if not, what do I need to do to get back in alignment with the thing that is right? And yeah. when you do that, and what does that look like in the everyday business world? That means going to a networking event, looking to be able to engage people, not to sell people. That means engaging on social media in a way that's authentic and not trying to sell. That means um, 
Okay, that means making good faith, making a good faith effort to do introductions and referrals for people who you know. That means okay, another one. Um, I actually did a one of the things I do. We've talked about this before. One of my follow up mechanisms is a uh, it's a greeting card system, as you know. And yeah. what I like to be able to do is part of the problem that I was having is I was meeting people and I would do one to ones, and then I had this whole bucket of people who like you keep meeting more new people, and it's like, well, what about the the fifty <laughs> that you've already developed a rapport with? Like, but you know, you're still trying to keep that going. Well, you can't go back and do 20 more or 50 more one-to-ones. So what I do is I'll use, again, our, our greeting card service to be able to, I sent out, I know this for a fact, I sent out like 65 the other day. Just, wow. I wow. try to send them out quarterly. I try yeah. to, I don't always, but I try to send them out quarterly. And then what I'll do is I'll go back and just reconnect with some of those folks, but it keeps me top of mind, you know, and it cost me almost nothing, right? But it cost me something. So it did cost me something, but it was almost nothing. And and it really and it really gets the ball rolling. So when you are coming across as being good faith in your intention of meeting people and making introductions, that's how that pool of let's say I think I said sixty people. That pool of sixty people. Let's say that's the pool of people that I'm now going back and trying to make introductions to. Mm. Okay, and by doing that with the people that I'm meeting, guess what? As I'm talking, we're we're going with sixty. As we're talking with that 60, I guarantee you when I'm making calls and sending texts, someone's going to say to me, boy, you know what, Brian, what is it you're doing now? Or I'm so glad you called. Or let's do, let's talk about doing some work together. That's how it happens. But it didn't start by me saying, let me do this, this, and this. It started with me. I actually put a quote. I recommend putting, we've talked about this. I recommend putting like a motivational quote. I went into Canva. One of my deals I like to say is if you want to get more, you need to be more first. So I put it something on Canva, a nice blue background. I forgot the font I used, copy, paste, put it on a JPEG, and I sent out 60 postcards. Yeah, yeah. What's your view on um, with, uh, once you've got the, the, obviously got the custom, a lot of business people make a mistake by taking for granted their <sighs> their customers that they've got and don't really keep in contact Stay with top them. of mind. Yeah. 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 So, so what I like to do is okay. So we're still going to stick with the cards. I apologize because this gets no, too no, bad. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, and yeah, then there's some right. other things as well. But like the first thing I like to do is I like to do a thank you for your business card. Yeah. I love that. Uh, the service we use, I throw some brownies in there. I mean, it was people love that. Yeah. How many times do you get brownies from anybody? Yeah. Okay. Not, not very often. <laughs> <laughs> anything. So yeah. I send a thank you for your business and 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 Sabrina's. And by the way, that also has the effect of allowing people to be like, this guy's serious. He wants to do something. Guess what? We're back to good faith. Yeah. Remember that? Okay. Yeah. So I said, that's the first part. All right. Second is I do a great, I feel I do a great job during the service of the client. Like I'm not just, you know, phoning it in. I do a good job. Okay. Then the third thing is I will stay top of mind with them. So obviously, so for me, I do coaching, right? So I'm talking to them on a regular basis. Okay. Then what I'll do is I will go out of my way to facilitate them either on social media. Like if I see some posts come up, I'm a LinkedIn man. So I usually see them come up on LinkedIn, but you know, it's whatever you want. Okay. And I do that on LinkedIn. So I'll make it a point to share their stuff. 
not just do a like, I'll mm. share it. That gets their attention too. Oh, okay. This guy's in my corner. Of course. Okay. Then what I'll also do just keeping along the digital side is I will do comments. I'll take a minute to actually do a comment. People like that. Okay. These are for my clients now. All right. Then what I'll do is when we're done, so a card with brownies, uh, sharing, servicing, we're done. I send another card saying, thanks so much for being a great client. Looking forward to our continued relationship. I will also do a, uh, let me think of what else. Oh, I do a check-in call with them afterwards. Okay, like I'll schedule a check-in call at the end. And then the sixth thing is, and there's two, one more after that. Sixth thing is I will do, I get their birthdays send them a card and some brownies on their birthday. People love that. Yeah, and then the yeah. seventh thing is I invite them to networking events and groups that I'm a part of. That's how I, yes. that's how, so, so I, I can't name all seven again, but I know I did name seven. I'm pretty sure. But like, that's how I stay. In, and that's when I talk about, you know, I'm a, I'm a sportsman. I talk about running an offense. That, that's an offense. Like I'm running an offense. There's a difference between calling a play and running an offense. Okay. I'm running an offense. I have a philosophical approach. I have a desired result of what there's a plan. There's an idea. There's an organization. I'm running an offense. I'm not just going to a networking event or, you know, sending out an email. I'm running an offense with a design preconceived notion of what success looks like and then effecting it from there. I'm running an offense. That's called word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's being creative. Isn't it yeah, rather than just sending a text or calling someone, you're doing something which is is, is constructive, you know, it's uh, involving people. It's not rote. It's not uh, just uh, automatic and, you know, makes total sense. No, so, it, it's it's definitely not. It's something where it's – I never thought about that. Thank you. It is creative, and it's, it's uh, out of the ordinary, and it's unique. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Brian, uh, we're coming to the close of the interview now. But yeah. uh, as um, I, I said, I'm going to ask you some uh, more informal uh, oh, questions. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I've said, okay, surprise me. I'm excited. <laughs> not, I'm ready. Yes. So uh, yeah, not, not too exciting, but uh, what would you say was your favorite film? My favorite film, Black Hawk Down. No question. I've watched it six times. Wow, wow. Interesting. Is that because of the, the message in it or the... So Black Hawk Down, for those of you who might not know, uh, we, the Americans, we went to Mogadishu. We were trying to pick up some of these people. Um, it was the cards, like it was the 21 cards and stuff like that. There was some high level value there. And, you know, and, and it, it didn't go right. Like for a day, it didn't go right. They shot down three birds. Anyway, um, the reason I like it, I, I like war films to begin with. I've not been in the military. I'm not a war monger, but I do like war films. I think it's because I like the camaraderie and the teamwork. Yeah. Uh, Black Hawk Down was just really well done. You know, I want to say it was Ridley Scott, too, who's no joke when it comes to directing and producing. Um, I like the people who are in it. You know, Josh Arnett. Um, uh, there was uh, uh, something Van. I forgot his name. Um, the guy who was in The Time Traveler's Wife. Can't remember, but there's, I just I just like the I like the whole story. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, Black Hawk Down would be was if you ask about my number one film. Um, I love I love Black Hawk Down. That was my number one. I watch a lot of film. My girlfriend says I've watched more uh, movies than any gainfully employed person she knows. I took that as a compliment. Oh, okay, and um, what would you say was your favorite uh, music? 
or favorite favorite band. So my girlfriend, yeah, my girlfriend gets on to me on this too. I like my favorite song. Uh, there's two that I have. I like watching the live versions on YouTube. So let me preface ah. this a little bit. I like watching the live versions on YouTube. And that, and it's obviously the song, but I like the live version on YouTube. Um, one and one B, if I can have two, if you don't mind, one and one B is uh, Stand Back, Stevie Nicks, live version, is a live version in. Awesome, oh, amazing. You know, I don't song. know where yeah. she was. I don't know yeah. where she was actually when she did that particular one. Um, and then another, my other one would be uh, Madonna, Into the Groove, uh, Blonde Ambition Tour, 1990 Japan. And wow. I, I, wow. Th- those, yeah, those versions I, I love. My girlfriend's like, well, why is it you like so many female artists? I don't <laughs> know what she's implying when she says that, but like, I, I you know, I, I like, uh, it turns out that we went back and looked at my playlist, like 70% are female lead artists. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. <laughs> but that's that's what I do. Stevie, yeah, I yeah, love Stevie Nicks. Yeah, stand back. Because that was a Prince, oh my God. That was a Prince yeah, song, did. wasn't it? That was all... Prince played on. I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that was originally the synthesizer. Okay. Yeah, the synthesizer yes. in the background. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. those two. Uh, great, that's great. A great taste. Um, how you. about how about um, b- books? Obviously, apart from your own books. Okay, so let's say but, let's say fiction, non-fiction. Can we? Yeah, do non, yeah non-fiction. Yeah, non-fiction. Can I do a, a non-fiction? Can I do and a, a fiction. non-fiction and a, and a business fiction. book? Can I get two on that one? Uh, uh, what, so non-fiction and, and fiction, or a business right. book, that's non-fiction. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, let, yeah. Me do, let me do the business book first. Uh, the, the business book that I love, uh, I got two more for you. I'm sorry, Mike. I would have to say is the uh, Four Hour Work Week, and uh, secret. That's uh, Four Hour Work Week is um, Four Hour Work Week is Tim Ferriss, and the Millionaire Mo- Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is um, T. Harv Eker. Okay, ah, those would be okay. my kind of my businessy type books. Okay, my other one. So let's see, fiction is fake. So my fiction, right? Is did I get that right? Fiction yep, is fake. Fiction. So yep. so so my fiction is uh, okay. You know what the the most creative book I've ever read? I read it last year. It's called Station Eleven, and it was great. They did a thing on HBO on it, um, which was now the only catch is it took place during part of the deal is it took place during a pandemic. So I didn't know that when I first read it, but I'm just telling you. So what happened is it took place during a pandemic. And the reason why is so it's the single most creative book I've read because it has three different timelines. No, it has two different timelines. And the third is a timeline of a book that's in the book. So Station Eleven is the name of a book that a character is reading in the book. If I'm making sense, there are three different storylines. One is the book itself inside of the book, and two are actually real, past and present. It's the most creative book I've ever read, Station Eleven. Wow. Okay. Great. And what would you say, what is your favorite holiday destination? My favorite holiday destination? Does it have to be in the holidays, or can it be... Lost Sorry about that. You're back. <laughs> the holiday, it has to be like when you say holiday. This might be a cultural thing. When you yeah. say when I hear holiday, I think Christmas. Oh, I don't va- think that vacation. Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cultural difference. When you said holiday, <laughs> I thought Christmas, but that's not what you meant. <laughs> holiday destination. I would say uh, okay. We went to Myrtle Beach for my girlfriend's birthday, um, which is a, I'm a beach. I'm a 
a golf man and a beach man. She is a beach woman. So Myrtle Beach was excellent. Um, Where is that? Where is Right. Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. I'm sorry. Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. It's on the Atlantic Ocean. Um, And it's about two hours away from where we live in Fayetteville. Um, That's, I would say, if you're asking for my most favorite one that I've been to, I would say Myrtle Beach. Um, You know, if I had to talk about some other areas, I would maybe get down to Florida, like the Panhandle. So the Panhandle is on the Gulf side. Okay, and 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 you get into that, and they say that the water is beautiful. I've not mm. seen it because I've not been there, but uh, on the beach. But that's if the answer, if the question is what have I done, it's Myrtle Beach. Wow, so it sounds very nice. I'll, I'll oh, Google it later. Excellent. I'll Google it later. It's not a big deal. It's only like two hours away from where we live. That's one of the differences between the UK and the United States. Like in the southeast, that's why I love the southeast so much. You can get into the car. And let me tell you what, you're at the beach and you have the beach too, obviously, but yeah. like our beach is a little warmer. So, yeah. <laughs> and they're huge, probably. You're the beach, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how, what's the best way for people to contact you? What, uh, what would oh, be the. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. So, and, and also best... a supplementary question is like, what is the best introduction to you as well? Like, how would okay. what would be the best way do... of yeah? Let me do that second one then first, and then I'll get to the other one. Um, a good introduction for me is a business person who is a, an entrepreneur. Okay, so somebody who's out and about, someone who's networking, um, someone who is looking to be able to get more word of mouth business, someone who is maybe, boy, you know what? I'd like to be able to get more word of mouth business, but I feel like I'm already networking a ton, or or maybe I'm networking a ton and I'm not getting as much business as I think I should. I'm building community. You know, one of the things I talk about is networking. Yes, there's a community. There's a relationship but if you're if you're running your business as a business you need to be able to have some return on investment from that investment that we call time that's networking okay so if there's somebody who's listening and it's like boy you know what i really could use a little bit more bang for my buck on networking or you know what boy brian that's interesting about follow-up my networking is fine but boy you're telling me you've got a standalone app or a process for following up with with some of these things yeah those would both be good introductions for me. And in terms of where they can find me, uh, very, very simple. It, it would be, you can go to LinkedIn, Brian Hilliard. Okay, you just look me up on LinkedIn, B-R-I-A-N, and then H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. Um, or you can go to our website, which is morepaidspeakinggigs.com. Okay, M-O-R-P-A-I-M-O-R-E, P-A-I-D, paid speaking gigs, morepaidspeakinggigs.com. Dot com. All right. So those are the two ways they can catch up with me. And I appreciate it. Brilliant. And the, they should be down at the bottom of the uh, the video as well when the video okay. is published as well. So cool. I'll put, put those down in the description Thank you. below. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. It's been a pleasure. It's gone really fast as well. Well, you, but, you've uh, been nice. You, this has been great. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been very English as well, haven't I? <laughs> but no, it's, it's been great. It's been great. And you've given lots of value to our listeners, which is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, have a great day. And hopefully uh, we, we'll get you on for, for another, another interview. I love that. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it.